everyone welcome hi hi everyone welcome welcome to beyond small talk every thursday at the four o'clock eastern standard hour thank you for joining my name is jackie janik i am a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world and today you are watching beyond small talk real women real conversations elevating womankind one talk at a time and today I am so excited to have the beautiful May, her handle as at Little May Sunshine, as my co-host today. And we are talking about the topic is called Open Mic. What is it? Why do it? She's going to share about one of the pillars of Beyond Small Talk is that it's a conviction that a woman's voice matters and deserves to be heard, and she's gonna help us do this. So May is a creator, writer, photographer, community organizer. She resides in Jersey City, and her IG handle, again, is so cute, so expressive of who she is, at Little May Sunshine, and she describes it as a visual vomit of an empath's endless soul search. Let's get her on. She just requested us, yay! May. I haven't seen her in person in months. Well, it's been a pandemic too, so that happens. Hi. Hi. Hey, how are, how are you? Good. I'm so good. Thank you so much for the introduction. Um, I just want to say my name's pronounced my like N Y. <gasps> no, I am so sorry. Totally okay. I am. I'm also personally trying to be better about it because I know sometimes it gets very like awkward to correct someone's uh someone pronouncing the name but i was like totally fine i just wanted to put that out there just to <laughs> no please do i am so sorry and i should be better at this no my last name gets like janic no one knows how to say it which i'm totally used to at this point i'm like whatever but i should have called i really apologize so it's no my worries. i love the and oh thank you how do you say your last name so I know that's a little complicated too. Um, so I pronounce it Win because it's phonetic as phonetically close to how it's pronounced in Vietnamese, which is pronounced mm -hmm. Win. So easier without the accent, I just say Win. So my Win. win. Okay. <laughs> that is so pretty, and I love your handle. I think it is like perfectly describes who you are. Thank you, thank you. It was kind of on accident, but I kind of love that it's fully encompassed who I am and my energy, so it kind of worked out that way, that it kind of like matched up with my uh, personality as well. And how is it an accident? Like I like to hear how handles get created. Yeah, it's so funny. So my sunshine was um, back way back when um, AIM was a thing. Do you remember that, AIM? It was like that chat. Oh, so sorry. yeah, like the AOL kind of no. Yeah, so I yeah. was putting a screen name together, and I was like, okay, gotta put together. And it was also it really started because I had a crush on this guy in high. I like I think it was like a while ago, and he was like, and we had very limited texting, so it was one of those things where you pay monthly, and so we were like, oh okay. my gosh, but we want to talk to each other, so I was like, okay, I gotta think of a screen name, like, really fast, and then I was like, okay, my sunshine, that sounds nice, um, and then that's how it came to be, and it's stuck by me ever since, and I love it, like, it, I love telling the story, and it just, it flows very nicely. <laughs> It does. It just aligns with who you are. Like you said, your energy and everything. So thank you so much. And again, I apologize for the name. I no know better. Thank you. No, thank you. 
So I'm excited to talk today because I know you just had an open mic and I don't know if everybody understands or knows much about what is an open mic. How did that get started for you? Like what's the, what has been your passion behind doing open mic and what have you got out of it? Yeah. So I just had the open mic last night. So I'm still riding this high of how amazing it feels to even have put that together. Um, yeah. So open mic, for those who don't know, is just kind of like an open reading for those who do spoken word, poetry, it could be music, it could be any sort of live performance. Um, but it provides a platform for those who kind of just want to uh, put themselves out there, perform for others. It doesn't have to be this formal thing. Um, you don't have to be anybody, you know, recognizable or anything, but it really just kind of allows you to em empower your art um, on a platform and for people and strangers. It gets really scary because I remember the first time I did an open mic, it was, I think, last year or the year before. And I was so scared, but I really knew that I loved, um, I felt like I love writing, but being able to put my own voice and reading my own words out loud to a room full of strangers honestly gave me a new sense of empowerment that I really wanted to um, kind of kind of acquire for myself as like a self goal. Um, and ever since, it really gives you this whole new perspective of, of feeling good and proud of the work that you put on because you're sharing something that you spent so much time on and you share like a piece of yourself out loud. Um, so I really believe in the power of spoken word and just like saying like right speaking out your craft. Um, and so because of that, I was like, you know, I really would love for more people to experience this because in itself, it's a, it's a source of strength. It's a source of inspiration for others. Um, and it grew from this writing workshop that I've been doing since the beginning of quarantine. Um, these virtual writing workshops where we get together, write a little, reflect, get into some deep discussions. Um, and after that, I was like, you know, I want to kind of share that experience of an open mic. We spent so much time together in this community. I feel like being able to empower ourselves, not only through support, but to hear the work that we've like worked on ourselves and crafted on our own, um, really is something else. It's truly a magical experience. And that was, that's really how it came to be. And yeah, I'm so glad we were able to do it. So it's really amazing. I mean, that sounds amazing and also a bit scary as hell <laughs> for some people because just like starting this IG Live or it's really about you're being seen and heard by, yeah, strangers. And sometimes what I've experienced is that it's a bit easier in front of strangers. I don't know why. I was like, I don't know them. So it's like, like when I'm in like sit in women's circles and things like that, or even doing this, when I see like strangers names pop up, I'm not as nervous. And then when I see someone I know pop up, I'm like, Oh my God, now I'm nervous. Like I feel a little more yeah. judged and stuff. But like, I have to say, do people ever say to you, Oh my God, I wanted, you know, share my creative craft. I want to be heard and share my words, but I'm scared as f to show up because that's like one of the big fears like this public speaking mm -hmm. it really really is i mean for me in the beginning it was a, a huge fear of mine too um because i felt the same way but what i've learned and through the work that i've kind of um am standing behind and really putting forth 
is the power of vulnerability. I think I really step mm -hmm. into that further. I try to use my platform to inspire others that vulnerability is also the basis of compassion and empathy, um, which I really think that we need more of every day and being able to mm -hmm. be seen through each other because at the basis of it, we all have struggled, are struggling and have gone through things that may not be, you know, one-to-one -one sort of apples-to-apples -apples sort of thing, but we understand the feeling of beating ourselves up, of being feeling very exposed and insecure. And I think at that point, like that's where we can align in, on empathy and being compassionate for each other. And so for me, I always say like, at the end of the day, the people that you're gonna surround yourself, the energy you're gonna put out there, no one can really take you down for being true to your, your inner self, right? Your inner truth. Um, and that's why I really advocate for or stepping into the power of vulnerability of really deep tapping into that part of yourself. Because, um, you know, if anyone's going to criticize you, if anyone's going to, you know, take you down for speaking your truth, then that then that's something on them that they haven't reached out to the, for themselves. They haven't really tapped in within. And that's not your problem, right? So I personally have always tried to empower that in others. That's why I've created these writing workshops. And that's, again, why I've extended it to an open mic thing where people can even say it out loud. Because I think we get in our own heads a lot. I know I do. Mm -hmm. And I let my own fears, I let my own anxieties get to me and block me from the things I really want to do. Um, and so when I found out that, like, the more I share parts of myself, the more others feel seen and the more others feel empowered to uh, voice themselves and be vocal as well. And so that creates the whole support system. We're, like, vibing off each other genuine energy. We're supporting each other, lifting each other up. Um, and, and hopefully that continues to spread and so that your community becomes this, this support system, your rock at the end of the day. So for sure it's like you said so many great things in there one vulnerability i say it's like to be vulnerable is the most courageous act that anyone could do because to be seen and heard and in a space where you don't you might not feel always so comfortable that takes balls like that takes a lot of like called lady balls to do something like that to be mm -hmm. seen and heard amongst the that's a lot. Um, and also, I like the, how you said that when you show up for um, yourself, it's like you're modeling for other people, like what it could look like. Because doing these IGs again, people have came to me and said, well, okay, you did it. I'm going to go do it. I was like, well, I looked at other people too. I didn't invent IG Live. You know, I didn't invent this whole thing. It's right. just that at one point, I was just called and called and the universe kept reminding me, show up, show up, show up. And then I just started to do it. And, you know, whether, like you said, if I have one person in my community listening and it just affects or one person takes something away from maybe like you said an experience or something or one day I hope thousands but at the end of the day it doesn't really matter it's like right. it just feels good to do and to show up and yeah. I love community that's another reason like I'm sure you found a really beautiful community of people who either want to experiment experiment with this or have been doing it like newbies and people who do it like all the time yeah no exactly and, and to your point too is like I don't think any of us are trying to reinvent the wheel here. None of us are really like, oh, you know, I know everything. I'm an expert in this. I can do it. Like, I still get scared doing it. I'm sure you do as well, putting these together. Yeah. But the thing is, like, 
it really just takes one person to just do it. And then somebody else will be like, you know what, I can also and I think that's really the message here. It's not that like, I, you know, spent years and years trying to build up and finally I can be this like, source of strength and courageous person. Like I am honestly a normal, a regular human being, just like every <laughs> single person who struggles with, you know, the insecurities and the fears and like the inner voices sometimes beating ourselves up. But again, to surpass that is just as long as I'm inspiring at least one person, then I've done what I wanted to do, which is to create that sort of like line, that chain of, of compassion and empathy and, and being able to spread that good word. So yeah, like exactly what you said, we're, we're really not trying to do anything new or different. It's just being <laughs> able to just do it. To completely. And what motivates you? Like, can you give any tips? Like, do you have like a pop-up session before you get on? You play a salt? Like, any tips? Like, what do you do? So, yeah, I think even like before my writing workshops, and I've been doing this for like <laughs> six-ish months, um, but every Wednesday, right before I get into the zone of being able to guide these workshops for others, I give myself at least an hour to step outside get some fresh air I pop in like my headphones either I'm listening to music or I'm listening to some sort of like podcast that really taps into like speaking about life and um just any sort of philosophies but also um writing in itself I give myself uh time to just be with my thoughts and where I'm at. I think being present with who I am helps me stay grounded. And if I'm grounded, I'm better able to show up for others as well. Um, so that's where I kind of find my motivation and just kind of a sense of peace, if anything, because I know with everything I do, it gets really hectic and it moves a million miles per hour. Um, but I think I try to remind myself that the more I can stay present with who I am, then I will never veer too far from where, like what I'm trying to do, um, which does happen and can happen, especially in a space of, you know, trying to be this like entrepreneur or trying to start your own thing. Um, you can just be all over the place and trying to please everybody, but then forget where you're coming from and what you're, the reason why you even do it. Yeah, hundred. I think presence is the number one like tip of doing these kind of things. Mm -hmm. Um, the same thing I can always tell when I go back and either you know I've led circles or IG lives, and I can tell in the conversation the moment I wasn't present. You ever like feel that, or if you listen to yourself, or you're just you're like you hear it. And I could tell so well now when all of a sudden you're not present in the moment. And it's like, you just have to trust that being present, what is supposed to come through and come out of your mouth, yeah. <laughs> will just work for you. Like yeah. if you're all in that zone kind of deal, I know this will be a podcast so people won't see my <laughs> hand motions. I talk with my hands all the time. Um, that it just, it aligns with you. And I'm sure when you're on a stage or around people or whatever the venue might look like, you could tell when people are totally like in the zone and present and just embracing that moment or whatever comes up right. and not being like too prepped. Like for things like this, right. I don't really prep per se. Yeah. Like, sure. I think you have to have maybe an outline or some sort of high level 
general direction. Right. But once you get on and we're talking, I'm like, you know, whatever comes up or whatever you say. But I'm sure you can tell when you're on, um, when you see people in open mic, like if they kind of lose their concentration or focus yeah. or presence, it comes through. Yeah, I mean, I think the point of also being present is not being perfect, right? Being present doesn't mm. mean you have to be perfect. It means that you're just being who you are. And I think um, I try to remind myself that as well, like what exactly what you said, like, we don't have to be fully prepped, we don't have to be fully like, put together and get everything, you know, make sure we don't mess up in any way. Because, you know, the point of creating community, the point of vulnerability, and the point of, you know, building compassion with one another so that we have support, is that we have to see each other in our make it relatable, you know, like, last mm -hmm. night, I think we had like this technical problem with like our mic. Um, and I didn't foresee that to come like happen at all. Um, and yeah. I had to improv and honestly, I was like caught off guard. I was um, for a moment, I was like a freak, a little freaked out. Um, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to come back from this, but you know what? I think for me to even out loud be like, Hey, I really don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> like I'm being <laughs> awkward, whatever. And it kind of eased up the tension. Like I got a response from the audience. Like people were talking to me. It keeps it. I feel like, um, relatable. It keeps it um in the moment and just you know again it doesn't have to be this perfect thing and i think that's what makes people feel more seen and makes people feel more comfortable um is that yeah you keep not, it real right, like you just keep, keep it real, real. like really we real. all have shit happen exactly. and i i just even you know honor people who can do that and say that even more than you're pretending like exactly. you got it all together. Nobody has had it all together, like right. from head to toe. It just doesn't happen. And it's right. like, whatever. It's not relatable either. It feels like then you put up a bit of a wall between like you and the community. Mm -hmm. And if you just show up and be like, hey, shit happens, people. Mics don't go on. Technology. I mean, is Mercury in retrograde? I'm always like, something's going to friggin' happen. Right. Like, that's just it, exactly. you know? But that, yeah, exactly. Like, I think that's what it is, is breaking down that barrier so that other people can feel like they're empowered to do it as well, right? Like, we don't want to make anyone feel like they can't do what, what we're trying to do is. And like, at, we're going back to what we said in the beginning, like, we're just regular everyday human beings as well. Like, we're kind of going with the flow of things. So with that comes the imperfections with that comes, you know, just kind of figuring out along the way. Um, but that's really what it takes. Like our intentions are there, our goals are there, the messaging is there. So after that, it's really just the energy guiding us through. Absolutely. And so your craft, you, you're a writer. Do you say like you're a, a writer? Okay. So that is <laughs> I really didn't even call myself until maybe this year. Um, because I think for the longest time I kept saying, I'm not a writer. I'm not a writer. You know, like I write for fun, but I'm not a writer. And I kept thinking mm -hmm. like a writer is someone who like puts work out there and can like sell pieces of work or like people, you know, uh, repost their stuff or people know their names and things like that. Um, and I just did it for fun. And I think I was being overly self-critical because it was like I personally always saw saw the imperfections and flaws of my writing and I was like it was never good enough and if it, I don't feel good enough then there's no way I can be a, a credible writer or something it wasn't until honestly this year that I was like you know what 
no one can call me not a writer. Like no one can say I'm not a writer, right? Like who, who gets the authority on like what they get to say? And I think the point of it also is me manifesting the idea that if I want to be a writer, then I'm going to call myself a writer. Um, I don't think anyone can say otherwise. And if not, you know, that's what art is, is that there is no, there are going to be people who don't align with it, who don't love it. But as long as it's my art, somebody might, you know, like that's, the thing yeah. is, it's not one size fits all. Um, so yes, now I'm starting to add in writer as my bio because that has been something I've been um, kind of manifesting forward more, especially with these workshops, with this open mic. Um, and yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's how it came out. <laughs> well, yeah, you could call yourself whatever you want. Yeah. I threw on some stuff on my little, I made a thing and I was like, motivational speaker. I said, I'm going to do that. And it's just like, like you said, you're manifesting it. So if you want to be something, who can say, who's going to challenge you and be like, you're not that because not, what, you don't have a book? Exactly. And or whatever. Not, you're not like set in stone with it, right? Like you're allowed to change it too. If you're like, you know what? I don't think I want to be a writer anymore. I can change it up. Or like, I don't want to be a coach anymore. But that's the thing is I think in my head, I kept thinking if I'm going to call myself this, this is stuck with me forever. And everyone's going to be sure. like, oh, if you're a writer, where's your work? You know? Um, but again, no one has the authority on it, you know, and we're allowed to change our minds. We're allowed to make those different, uh, take different paths for ourselves. Um, so yeah, we, well, that's the thing. You're like your age, you're younger than me, right? I'm 44. So I got like some years on people here. And in my generation, well, the my parents and my grandparents, it's like you picked that one thing. And that was what you did. Yeah. And it's like you stayed at this one job for a quadrillion years, you retired. And that was it. I work in a company, my day job where I've been there. Yeah, 14 years. I'm one of those. But people who are there who are older than me literally are lifers. We call them lifers just right. because they started as kids. So it's like I love millennials and younger because now it's like you guys don't feel so attached that you have to be one thing. Like mm -hmm. you gave yourself permission and I'm so happy for, and I'm taking a nod from, you know, more younger people than me that I don't have to be this one thing for the rest of my life. And I could change mm -hmm. my mind whenever I want, which just yeah. by the way, feels so freeing because it's like, Oh my God, do I have to choose this one thing? And that's me for the next 50 years. Like right. that feels like a very large, uh, right no for sure yeah. and I think like I always think about it I'm like we're not the same person that we were five years yeah. ago so how can we know who we are going to be in five years from now right like we're ever changing so how are we supposed to make a decision permanently for the rest of our lives if we're constantly growing and we're trying to make room for that growth um so that's why I'm kind of giving myself more freedom with the way that I um partake in different types of work, um, in different types of opportunities. Um, you know, this, everything that I'm doing and like, I, I have a full time, but I'm also on the side doing this writing thing, but also on the other side, I'm like having other passion projects. And what's nice is that I don't have to box myself into one thing. Um, because as you said, it feels more liberating to allow ourselves to kind of tap into those outlets, uh, whether or not they're going to stick around long term. It's not, yeah it's not the fact that we have to make the long-term decision right now. It's the fact that we've been able to give ourselves that space and opportunity, um, which I completely agree. Cause I have Asian parents who, you know, still don't <laughs> really understand what I do and also don't really know the, the side projects that I have. Um, 
and it's because they didn't grow up with that same mentality but it's nice to be able to kind of explore that on my own and kind of be like you know what it's okay I don't have to adhere to what my parents grew up on because it's a different time and I grew up differently and I'm also a different person um Mm -hmm. so as you said it's it's a sort of it's an act of liberation for ourselves to be able to allow those sort of self-discoveries and explorations. Oh, yeah. It feels so much better. But I hear you have parents. I have parents. And, you know, and grandparents. And I remember when I was quitting my first job, my grandmother was like, why would you quit? They pay you. And I'm like, because I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we, you can just see generation, generation, how the mindset and the attitude has evolved. And I think exactly. it's just awesome. Awesome. Because like I said, if I got married in my 20s, I, I'm not totally not the same person. So I'm very happy I got married in my 30s because now I'm so happily married. And I was like, yeah, I was not a that marriage person. Right. Anyway, that's a side note. That's a side <laughs> note about relationships. That's something. So who would you recommend? So you do you showcase your uh, writing during open night, open mic? Yeah. 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 And who would you recommend? Like, who would you say should do it? Anyone, everyone. I have encouraged people to, I, because again, like your step, you're giving yourself that, that empowerment. Right. Um, and even last night, as I was encouraging people to sign up for open mic and everyone's like, I'm really nervous. I've never really read anything else. So none of my work I was like, none of the work is like perfect or finished or anything. And I'm like, but the point is, is that it's not supposed to be only reading finished work. It's not supposed to be about reading perfect work. It's that you're giving yourself that power to just read your words, Um, which we, again, we don't allow ourselves to, you know, like we don't give ourselves enough time or space to just hear what we have to say what our bodies have to say um the words that our subconscious are trying to get to us like i think we're so wrapped up in everything around us and so wrapped up in trying to fit into the puzzle of what's happening around us um that we forget to even tap back into within ourselves and understand what we're trying to say and listen to what we have to say um so that is why i've been so um i've been advocating that the source of of power the power of writing but also the power of speaking your words because again it's an act of manifestation you're allowing your words to kind of empower who you are and be vocal of who you are um and letting letting that air out to the rest of the world and I think that is really it's truly just amazing and that's why I've always kind of felt like everyone should do it and 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 that's why I encourage anybody to do it um because I think in some point in your life like Uh, even just to get up there you don't have to be anybody you don't have to be a writer you don't have to be a poet you don't have to be an artist or actor whoever um because everyone has a voice and if you have a voice you have something to say and I think that's really Mm -hmm. just I think that's really what it is oh my god so we're encouraging everyone on here and everyone who will (laughs) listen to the future to reach out or find your own open mic or create a community if you're not local because I know it's also I'm sure a little hard during the pandemic at all you know yeah some limitations like virtual ones too yeah I'm sure yeah could you imagine you're on like one of these very large zooms and that's oh my god that sounds fun and scary but I would do it (laughs) 
always sounds fun and scary, but it, then it's, it's almost like a roller coaster ride. You're like, okay, yeah. I don't think I can get on this. And then after you get on it and you ride the whole roller coaster, you're like, wait, this was amazing. Let me do it again. Like, that's <laughs> the same adrenaline rush that I get. So I hope others as well get that. My God, that's like my adrenaline, adrenaline rush after these. Like, I love it. Like, I, you know, try to stay in a timeline because that's time limit because people listen for that X amount of, but I could talk like this forever. And the pe- right. my friends are like, <laughs> you're on live. And I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever comes up. Um, so talking about, you know, it's been a quite interesting times. Um, I promote and I advocate a lot for women on their own versions of self-care. You know, it doesn't have to be the traditional manicure, pedicure, spot. Like, all of that's wonderful. I enjoy that thoroughly. But self-care, there's a lot more depth to it than I mm-hmm. think um, women actually know about. So mm-hmm. that's my part trying to educate on there. What do you do for self-care? What do I do? Um, I feel like <laughs> I don't even know how to define my own self-care, which is kind of part of its own journey. I'm still understanding what I enjoy and what brings me joy and how to continue to incorporate that into my daily life. Um, so whether it's, like I said, going outside and taking a walk and listening to music or whether it's cooking myself a really nice meal because I think I deserve it, or honestly, I even say like self-care can be like when you, cause I'll get really stressed out sometimes and I just need like 20 minutes to completely break down and just cry my eyes out. Like even that is self-care for me because I think that's allowing my body to feel what it needs to feel in that moment and then letting it go because then I don't have to harbor those, those heavy feelings anymore. And that in itself is self, self-care. So um, you know, face masks and things like that. I know we've talked about that and I know that's been such a like huge marketing way, um, industry mm-hmm. for the wellness industry in itself, but, um, which is great. I still recommend it and I, I do do those things as well, but I personally don't find that as my self care. Um, it is very individualized to each person and what they really, and again, it's, it's learning what your joys are, right? So that is a journey in itself. And I think, I encourage other people to really explore that because it doesn't look the same for everyone and it's not going to feel the same for everyone. Um, No one can really, you know, advertise that to you. And I think that should be kind of a self journey for each person to really um, get into. No, a hundred percent. I love that you said cry. I cry (laughs) frequently and often and I, I tell women cry like, it's awesome. And afterwards I feel like a hundred times better. I usually cry in the shower. Uh, People tell me that, you know, sometimes they do that. I find being in the shower is therapeutic for me, which again, there's no judgment around the self-care that you need for yourself. And this is what I tell women, like whatever you have to do, that's your joy or makes you feel good or releases energy, move energy through the body, that is considered self-care. You don't have to spend lots of money. You don't have to buy yourself anything. You don't have to like wait for someone to give you something. No, no, no. I even say saying the word no as a complete sentence without saying, um, giving an explanation is self-care. That's setting a boundary. That's setting boundaries. And that's being, so I had this conversation with a friend as well where, we were talking about, and this was, I think, one of the discussions we had in our writing workshop about self-advocacy, um, but there is a difference between being assertive and being aggressive, and I think especially as women, we tend to kind of get afraid that we're going to be uh, perceived as aggressive, which again is like 
this whole societal mm-hmm. thing of, oh, you know, women can't be aggressive because that's not very ladylike, whatever. Um, but I think, again, we're, we're setting boundaries and that is a form of self-care. Um, being assertive and saying no without having to feel like you are apologizing or um, mm-hmm. obligated for uh, forced to kind of have some sort of explanation, that's a form of self-care as well. Um, so exactly what you said is just like, we're learning about that for ourselves. Like for me, boundaries was a huge theme for me this year as well. And just saying, you know, no, and not having to hold the guilt because I said no, which I'm still figuring out how to not be like, always feel guilty. That's just who I am. But again, like that is a journey in itself of trying to explore like, well, why is it that I have, I always feel guilty when I say no or something like that. (laughs) No, but those are the right questions to ask you. That's why I like to say beyond small talk is like, those are the questions that I pose to people when I work with women. And my other favorite is like, count how many times a day you say sorry. Just count it. Like, how many times a day as women, we're just like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I notice even when I walk around, like, the day in my office, and like, somebody walked by me, I'm like, oh, sorry. What? You're in my, you're in, like, why am I sorry for walking? Like, come on. So I just think, you know, little things like that, that after you do practice, little things, baby steps and practice over and over again, eventually become monumental behavioral shifts and change and evolutions of who you are. So I think, um, th- yeah, th- those are what I advocate for around self-care. So we're on the same page, girl. Yeah. So that is great. Well, when you say, do um, you, you know, it's when you said like, oh, I'm, I count how many times you say sorry, like the same way. I kind of try to be aware of the times I say, like, I feel so bad, I feel so bad, because I know I'm trying to understand that guilt is really uh, me getting in my own way, and it doesn't help somebody else solve their problems. So um, it's me saying I feel bad is not somebody else's problem to absolve my guilt, and I think that's something I need to work on as well. Um, But again, same way is, like, being aware of how many times I apologize and, and kind of shifting the language to be like, you know, instead of saying, sorry, this, sorry, that be like, thank you for, you know, spending the time we're here, or thank you for being patient with me here or things like that. It's, it's being able to shift that language is also shifting the mindset of being less like, you know, self-pitying, but more of like, how can I do better? And how can we help each other do better? Yeah. And accepting that, you are who you are and just accept. I know I've been using that one. If I am a little late with a response or something like that now, yeah. instead of saying, sorry, I say, thank you for your patience and then yeah, go yeah. right into it. Like whatever shit happens. Exactly. Like I'm sure everyone's delayed here and there, like whatever. Exactly. But anyway, would you like to, is anyone open to your writing workshops or? Yeah. Um, it is completely yeah. open. I have the event link in my Instagram bio. We hold every, Wednesday um I come up with some prompts that really I don't know themes that are prevalent so again we get into topics such as like empathy compassion anxiety um and then I'll invite guest hosts that who are friends or writers that I really look up to invite them to share things as well um and my favorite part of these writing workshops after we kind of write together is an open discussion at the end because um originally it was kind of like open mic where we share our pieces but i felt people still were really scared and not comfortable because they're in this like on on the screen with all these boxes of strangers and you're like i don't want to read my stuff and i just wrote this in like five seconds um so i think rather than reading our work we actually started having dialogue and we kind of 
talked about, you know, what the pieces made us feel like and, and how the thought process that we were going through and kind of allowing ourselves to start from there. And then I always encourage people, you know, like you don't have to have a finished piece in this writing workshop. I'm not telling anybody how to write. Um, it is just being able to give ourselves the groundwork um, and the space to just air out our thoughts and feelings. And after the writing workshop, you know, if that gives you, you know, encourages you to kind of give yourself more of that time and give yourself more of that meditation experience, then please do so because that is the whole premise of it is just being able to empower others to kind of tap into themselves more. So yes, it is open to everyone. I encourage everyone to take part um, because it really is a unique experience. And I, from, from others who have joined and participated for them, they find it very therapeutic and very cathartic. So I think we all need a little more of that in our lives anyways. <laughs> Absolutely. And your handle is? My handle is at little my sunshine, um, my being M-A-I. Um, yeah. I'll include it on um, the post as well, but at little my sunshine, it is so cute. I mean, that one's easy to remember after looking at your smiles, like how can you forget people? That's her handle. Um, feel free to follow her, check out the workshop, um, follow her anyway, even if you can't go to a workshop because she has such beautiful insights and photography and it really is um, inspiring to watch you. Thank you so much. And thank you for what you do. I think this is such a great way to really get to, and again, we're breaking boundaries as well, our barriers as well of having these open discussions and really getting to know each other. Um, So I appreciate you for being able to empower other women and really opening up the conversation that way. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for watching Um, Beyond Small Talk every Thursday at the four o'clock hour. And now go to my link and uh go i'm sorry go to my bio and there is a link see little (laughs) link tree swipe whatever press it and you'll get to see that we are now on spotify um so you can carry us around in your podcast pocket and listen to us at any time right (laughs) so thank you so much my thank you thank Thank you you. thank you have a wonderful thursday everyone beyond small talk every thursday see you next week bye